Billy, welcome. Chris, thank you very much, mate. Appreciate being on, mate. So pleasure to be here. You're one of the the Instagram uh, finds for our allied show of a niche and what's happening in this space. So I'm, I'm pumped to be able to actually sit down and talk about how you ended up here and what that process was like for you. So for anyone who has no idea, uh, Billy, the golf physio, is what we're referring to you as. I can imagine it, it's been one of those journeys that has gone in multiple different directions. So let's start all the way back to the beginning. Golf, has that always been part of your life? Yeah, it definitely has, mate, from a, a young age. And when I was little, I've got multiple siblings. There's, there's four of us in total. So dad used to take us to the driving range and, you know, it was a chance for dad to get outside the house and, and mum to probably have a rest from the kids too. So we just grow up hitting golf balls. Eventually it turns into playing with mates, becomes a hobby, do it a bit more competitively. And then now doing it for a living, which is really crazy. Yeah. Like to be able to work with other golfers, I'm sure that's something that, you know, not everyone gets to work in a space of they're super passionate. So, mm. I mean, that's got to be a bonus, right? 100%, mate. And, and I wake up and pinch myself sometimes and I work weekends, for example. I work Saturdays, Sundays occasionally, and I'm very happy to do that. So I think that's probably a good sign. I'm in a, in a good space, enjoying myself. And, yeah, I think to help people um, in their sport and even weekend warriors, something they're passionate about and help mm. them succeed and grow, uh, very lucky to be in this position for sure. Yeah. And it's, you know, for me looking at the ability to do something that one, you're passionate about mm. and two, the, the people you're surrounding yourself with also love it. Mm. Um, you know, that just helps. That's just like a little side bonus. So um, physio is obviously the other part of, of the golf physio. Um, obviously straight out of school, was, was straight into physio? Is that, that what happened? Yeah, that's pretty much the story, mate. So I guess um, my background, really enjoyed sport as a kid, played everything. Rugby league was my biggest biggest sport as a kid. Golf obviously was a side as well. And um, it just made sense to go into that sports um, niche. So it was always sports physio for me. And yeah, gradually um, went through uni, studied straight out of school and really enjoy the space. Like even now, like I'm, I'm doing a lot of golf fitness and and I guess golf swing, but that that physio side is always uh, a really big bonus to have as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously, being physio straight out of uni, um, was it in straight into private practice? What was that? What was that like for you? Yeah, so it was straight into private clinic. I, I never questioned going into the public system and into the healthcare system. Uh, always really enjoyed um, helping people with sports, which is typically what you see in a private clinic. Um, and I was very, I was very young and naive at that point. So a lot of lessons learned and, and people would often question my age. I was a very young looking like 22 year old. So I really had to try and um, grow experience quickly. So I did a lot of research and a lot of reading to help my skills. But yeah, straight into private clinic, worked overseas in London for a year and a half as well. So um, really enjoyed that. Again, a lot of life experience with that. Came back to Sydney and then really started focusing on this, this golf physio niche as well. Yeah. With the um, working overseas, that's obviously part of a, a bit of a pathway for health professionals. Um, what was that like? It was really fun. Like, yeah. it, was, it was like a working holiday for me. And, and I guess throughout uni, I had this mindset where I'd do my four years at uni, I'd work for a little bit, I'd buy a house, I'd get married, I'd have kids. 
and it hasn't been like that at all. Like I've traveled, I've got a girlfriend at the moment, but it's, it's very much um, different to how I imagined it. So going overseas was a chance to just live life a little bit, um, put the brakes on the career, even though I was still working, but really just, um, I guess, soak in what life can offer. So I did a lot of traveling, exploring over there, really found what I enjoy as a person and not enjoy. So it was a really good life experience learning um, where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I assume that that also then comes with a lot of um, an increased network. Mm-hmm. You've got people from all parts of the world doing working in Australia, working in the UK. Yeah, I think that's like that is a popular pathway, let's say, for health professionals. When you came back, straight back into private practice, straight back into the clinic. I actually contracted for a little bit at Ballina in the North Coast yeah. because in, in London, I'm not sure if you've been over to Europe, but it was just rainy, average weather. So I thought I just need to like soak in the sun for a few months. So I was working in this private clinic there. Um, it was a really cruisy job. It was a really laid back town. So I was fishing every day, surfing once a week. It was like proper just, um, you know, resuming back into Australian culture. Yeah. So I did that. And then I, I came back to Sydney and worked in a, in a private clinic there. Yeah. But it was such a nice way of getting back into it. Yeah. And the, the ability to be working and also have some form of a lifestyle, I think that's also part of, you know, what can happen being a contracting health professional. So at what point did you then decide that meshing the two, golf and physio together, was going to be something that you'd have a crack at and what was it like when you kind of started to to profile yourself as a golf physio yeah um, i guess i got to the point i'm i'm very much like a perfectionist so being the jack of all trades just didn't suit me like a, a netballer might come in and a rugby league player comes in and then a golfer comes in it's really hard to master all those different skills as a physio and i thought to myself i enjoy golf um i enjoy being really good at my craft and i thought okay let's let's give this a crack and I guess I needed to start to develop some some business acumen, some marketing skills to try and work out how these golfers are going to find out about me. And from there, I started to network with different golf coaches I was getting taught by and, and playing golf with a lot of different people on weekends. Um, the word just slowly started to drip out. And I guess from doing a, a decent job, the, the clients start to develop organically and then it's just sort of grown into um, a bigger and bigger business year by year, which has been, been really cool. Yeah, and obviously a, a big part of that is being able to, like you said, let people know that this is actually what you do. Yeah. So Instagram has obviously been a big tool for you to be able to create this um, community of people that can actually find out what it is that you do. When you started, what was that process like when seemingly nobody would be listening, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. Like there were so many posts where like one people – or one, one person would like it to, and like normally family members, right? Or yeah. like friends, yeah, and, and they would share it because they're, they're super nice. And um, there was a lot, of, a lot of years where no one would really listen and no one would really reach out. But I guess for me, I, I do enjoy what I do. So I think that just kept me pushing along, pushing along. And even earlier this year, um, it wasn't generating a whole heap of leads. People would drip in occasionally, whereas now it's probably the biggest generator of my business which has been really cool but yeah i think just because i enjoyed it enjoyed educating people i've just kept to it and then i don't know it goes from just being really stable to then like a big spike in 
and engagement. So it's been it's been really nice to see that. Yeah, it's, social is always such a bit of a roller coaster, anyway, of mm-hmm. certain sticky points at follower levels or engagement levels, and it's always tough to just keep keep moving, keep creating time. What do you go to? Uh, what's your content creation process like? If there's a process, yeah. uh, what's that like? How do you go, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about? Yeah, and I've had to try and develop this, and, and even now it's not perfect. And um, I, I guess I, I normally try and get some inspiration from other followers or other creators that are doing similar things to me. So I'll go to the golf space, I might go to the explore page and say, okay, that's pretty cool. And, and then I'll occasionally type in Google Trends, for example, and just see what's trending and see if I can make something around that. And in terms of a schedule now, I'll try and block off two to three hours a week. Sometimes it's it's once a month I'll do it. And uh, I'll try and batch stuff because I find if I'm on social media quite a lot, I easily get taken down the, the dark hole where I'm yeah. looking at just random stuff for yeah. that reason. So, yeah, I guess to answer your question, a couple hours a week, I'll try and film stuff and get inspiration from other people, trends. Yes, trying to find the mix between being a creator and being a consumer of social and the two like intertwine. But you've got, when you're looking for content and you're kind of trying to get in the space of this is what I want to create, that's really cool, this is what's working for some other people. And then, like you said, you're kind of, you know, an hour and a half down and you're like, I haven't done nothing. Yeah. So I always like try and go, okay, well, what mode am I in when I'm looking at this stuff? Yeah. Like, am I in consumer mode? Yeah. I'm just kind of like going through, I'm like, am I in full like content creator <laughs> mode? Because that, that just allows me to differentiate between like, what I'm actually looking for um, because I think when you work in social and you, you're kind of constantly doing it for work, um, sometimes like there's very little enjoyment. You don't kind of get that enjoyment that other people might through social of like looking at things that are interesting or like a funny video or, you know, I don't know. And then it's like, okay, well, this is just purely work now. Yeah. So being able to try and switch between the two, like has really helped me go, Okay, cool. And it's mainly at like nighttime on the couch. I'm probably going to go straight into consumer mm-hmm. mode of like, I just need to tune out and just look at what other people are doing. Um, it's generally business related anyway, like by the time I kind of get through it all, but it's, um, it's fascinating. But with your content, what's been the most popular style that you've created that you kind of keep going back to? Yeah, and, and back to um, the part about getting inspiration, there's a, a particular golf coach, his name's um, Chris Michalacci, so I'll shout him out because he's been pretty influential yeah. for me. And he posted a lot of stuff of professionals, and, and he's a swing coach, so he posts stuff about their swings. And I thought, I wonder how I can try and get like that into the fitness side. So I found heaps of different videos of these pros doing certain fitness exercises, and I would sort of just collate them all together and make a sort of reel about them doing these different exercises. I'd comment over the top of it to give people some background. And, and then I just got a couple of them that just trended and went berserk. And I thought, oh, wow, people actually like this stuff. And I guess it gives it a bit more potency and a bit more um, value because it's a professional they know. Whereas who's this random guy from Australia talking about golf fitness? What does he know? So I guess it gives it a bit more weight. And that's if, if I find stuff's a bit low, I'll, I'll chuck one of those out there. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's like, doesn't always have to be new and that's one thing that i've learned over time is that you can repurpose and kind of reshare things it can go again 100 like and you know you've seen that i've seen that so you don't constantly have to be chasing like the next new thing or kind of trying to you know 
right time, right place it with a particular post, like it changes all the time. If it works, throw it out every now and then if you need like a bit of a pickup. It's always, you know, one of our first like little go-to things, especially for for our content where, you know, we started especially like we didn't start in print. So to then move into trying to be a social platform where we're constantly sharing information. So you do everything works differently. It's got to find what, what works for your audience as well. Um, speaking of audience, obviously having the name golf physio kind of, kind of you kind of know what you're getting in for when you go and, and look at either your website or your socials. Do you find like you find that there's other professionals that kind of dip in and can benefit from from what you're actually showcasing? Yeah, so I guess with golf, it's a, it's a very rotational sport. So a lot of the exercises will be rotational. But um, to answer your question, sports such as hockey, tennis, a lot of those sports like javelin even, like the rotation, like people from other professions can certainly take that away. But I guess even going back to like why I've niched down, it's really trying to narrow in what works and, and, and what parts of the swing we really need to tailor to. So, um, yeah, as a, as a new person coming to the page, is going to be a lot of that exercise but 100 percent, people from different backgrounds have contacted me and say hey do you work with tennis players and normally i just turn them away because i'd rather them see someone that's really into into that field and i really value trying to give someone a, a really specialized service yeah which is you know in the beginning it's hard yeah to to essentially turn people away yeah where that's you know, i remember we've spoken offline about it but like the power of being able to niche something that is very broad already mm-hmm. um so i think like that's part of why sticking to the the plan when no one's listening, trying to, you know, just upskill all the time, trying to find something that's going to work. But it's it's literally when you started, you would do everything yourself. So like the skill set that you build having to do that is insane. So, you know, when seemingly nobody is listening, knowing you just got to keep on the treadmill and then eventually you kind of get to a point where you know you do have these this knowledge of like what's going to work what's not going to work what um what is one event i suppose in your business life so far that's kind of like stuck that you kind of keep in the back of your mind where you've got like either a, a dip in motivation or when something's not quite going right like what what can you draw on to stay on path? Uh, if I have a low day or, or a day where I sort of question myself, I'll, I'll often look back on uh, reviews that I've had and, and even occasionally when I was working in, in different healthcare settings, people would give me like a card and I'd say, hey, thanks so much for helping me out. And yeah, and in a day where I feel like I'm not, I'm not feeling myself, I'll say, okay, let's look through these cards and it's pretty cool to have like a small impact in someone's life momentarily. So if, if I'm ever feeling a bit down, I'll go to that or, yeah, just, just bring up on these experiences and, and, and these places golf's taken. We have met some really cool people and I'm, I'm sure I'll continue to do that, which is which is really fortunate. So that's what I do to really get me going again. And luckily, like I never go too high or too low in terms of emotions. I stay pretty neutral for the most part. So that's that's been an asset too. Yeah, especially when, you know, like you said, it's just, you know, you're not having the day that you planned. And I think one thing that 
I took inspiration from when first looking and working with people in the healthcare setting was the impact that they were making on a daily basis. That's kind of really drew me in to find out more, to learn more and, and uncover more stories like yours was that you are making literally life-changing moments and progress for people, sometimes on a daily basis. Oh, no, like you wouldn't hear about that. Yeah, you know. So that that's one driver for me. That as a non-health professional coming in, looking at what's happening in the industry and how how I can somehow shine a light on what's happening. It is life changing stuff, and I think whenever there is a moment of, it's obviously easy to do that retrospectively when in the moment. Feelings can be feelings and they can be heavy or they can be really high. Trying to have that one thing, like that one little anchor point of this is what I'm focusing on when I'm feeling pretty rubbish is like, yeah, I have made a difference in someone's life. Then after the job's done. Yeah. And on that point as well. So I guess, yeah, like these things are happening. I'm sure there's a million great physios better than what I'm doing, but they don't market themselves or maybe they don't know how to market themselves and i guess you can help your immediate network which is really cool but like i've always sort of thought to myself if i feel like i've got something valuable to share i want everyone to know about it and even if people just watch my stuff and and get some benefit from doing that that's awesome but i guess if people don't really know what you're up to or know you exist you can't help them so that's one big driver to keep pushing stuff out there and i guess golf itself it's very much old school or you can be any sort of body shape and Old school golfers are very overweight, not very athletic. But now we know if they do prioritize their fitness, it can really help. So I'm really trying to drive that. Yeah. Where where to now for you? What's what's kind of plans in in the next year or so? Yeah. So we touched on it just before off there. They'd like to do a bit of traveling. So the US and, and Europe's huge for for golf and golf fitness. So I'd love to meet more people in the space, see where that takes me. Overseas travel for long stints is out of the realm as well. So definitely doing that. And again, going back to the part of giving people more access, I want to try and potentially look at something like that in the future. My services now are very much one-to-one. So I'm thinking, how do I maybe broaden broaden that one-to-many? But with that comes a lot of headaches. So whether that's a fitness app or, or the likes, so I'm not really sure yet. Yeah. I mean, being able to shift business model from you know one to one there's only a certain amount of time that you have to dedicate to to treating and and helping people so yeah i'm I'm kind of really interested to see what that would look like of being able to take what you can deliver from one to one to one to many um an app sounds like an, an awesome idea how you can then deliver that i think you know there's there's so many cool things out there now whether it be like virtual reality style, who knows? Um, but that that's exciting to kind of go, all right, well, there's only one of me. I'm kind of maxed out at, at some point. What What's next for me to be able to to increase my, my impact and give more people value? I mean, like you're doing a lot through social now. What, what else would there be, video? There'd be like, building out your team. There's like so many different options, but at the end of the day, there's one of you. 
being able to distribute that somehow, that's, that's surely got to be part of the next goal, right? Yeah, 100%. And um, there's someone in, in UK that, that is going in a path that I get some inspiration from. They've, they've got a, a big goal fitness app and um, taking some of the learnings from them is pretty cool and, and the stresses behind it as well. It sounds really cool. Um, the underneath that, there's a lot of work and, and you probably understand working with many different healthcare companies as well. There's a lot under the surface that goes into building a big model like that. So it'd be, it'd be cool to see what happens in the Oh, mate. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot in there and it's only going to go from strength to strength because focusing on one area and just nailing it, I couldn't think of a better way to be able to market yourself, reach people and make an actual impact. So, um, yeah, like I said in the beginning, stumbled across you via Instagram, um, happened to be in the same city, which worked out really <laughs> well. And then, um, yeah, I just think it's going to be really awesome to watch what happens over the next you know year or so now that you can travel and do all of those things like you know who knows but it's been awesome to kind of listen to this first part of of the golf physio um and yeah i feel like we need to to kind of keep keep this conversation happening because there's a lot of other niches i think that can be explored and they can learn a lot from what you're doing so i think you know let's let's kind of keep the conversation going over time and, and we can all look and see what, what's happening with, with the golf physio. 100%, mate. Sounds, sounds yeah. like a deal. Mate, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for, um, for coming and sharing some time. It's been yeah. awesome to meet you. Yeah, likewise, Chris. Really appreciate it, mate. Thank Thanks. you.